sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just had a brief meltdown this second before we started the podcast. Hello, welcome to a podcast, the podcast. I'm Lee. Oh, I'm Robbie. Oh, and it's it's a beautiful day, a beautiful snowy winter day here in a Oklahoma. beautiful day in the neighborhood. I had a great day. Had a I had a great day today, Robbie. How was your day? That's greatly, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing just wonderfully, Michael. Mm. I'm going through one of my favorite times of the year right now. Menopause. Uh, where I get to remember how much TurboTax likes to fuck me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Mm. It's great how when you go to file your taxes, they tell you they're going to charge you like, you know, $40 or whatever it is for their basic bitch dog shit service that they deign to give to poor people. <laughs> and then when you go through the whole rigmarole, assuming it's going to be 40 or 50 bucks or whatever the fuck it is, you get to the final screen and it's actually $119. Oh my God. Did you just say dog shit what service? <laughs> They're, they're dog shit poor person service. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Basic bitch dog shit poor person service. <laughs> and it turns out that it's $119 and not the $40 or whatever the fuck that they told you it was going to be because right. actually they charge you for your state and federal return the same amount of money. And then there's another fee on top of that for processing. And the IRS keeps rejecting my fucking tax return because what? I'm supposed to have, they're saying that I'm supposed to receive a 1095A which is a tax form that is sent to you if you have a healthcare plan through the ACA. But here's the thing. I haven't had a healthcare plan through the ACA ACA for a year and a half. So I'm not going to receive this fucking form because Mm. it's not where I get my fucking insurance from. But because I had one on my tax returns last year, they're expecting me to have one this year. And there's no option to say I don't have this form, not because I haven't received it yet, but because that's not where I get my fucking health insurance from. Interesting. So I get to call TurboTax in the morning. (laughs) That's a fun phone call. Yeah, can't wait. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that really that really sucks. Yes. Oh, and I'm sick again. (laughs) (laughs) I have another cold. Oh, lovely. I'm I'm legitimately starting to think there's like mold or something in the house because this is like weird. It's possible. I mean, they've been doing construction, right? Yeah, and the shower down here is like shitty and old. So I'm I'm convinced that there might be mold down here. There could definitely be mold. Maybe it was a so maybe spore. I'll fucking maybe I'll fucking die <laughs> and then I won't have to deal with any of this. <laughs> I can fucking become oh a, a fucking dead welfare queen and the state can pay for my fucking funeral. That'd be awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I hope that works out for you. Thanks, man. Either the death it. or the taxes. I mean, <laughs> I just want my like fucking eight hundred dollars. <laughs> For my fucking tax Robbie, return. Robbie Anderson's death in taxes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a shit show. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. Well, Robbie, we didn't uh, have a chance to record last week, um, which worked out because they're building some uh, some gentrified housing adjacent to my house. Um, and so, yeah, uh, just all day long from about, you know, eight in the morning till sundown, just nonstop banging and hammering and like the uh, <laughs> where, uh, relative to your house are they? Building? It's in a weird spot. It's, um, it's where there used, there used to be like four meth houses in a row, which you probably, yeah. you remember. Oh yeah. Um, well there was the one meth house that they started renovating and they stopped, um, about the stage when you add the siding, <laughs> they stopped there and it hasn't been touched since. Nice. Uh, the two meth houses to the left side of that are untouched. Uh, the meth house to the right of that one has been demolished. And then the house next to that, which may have just been a regular trap house, not a, um, there's yeah. a difference. Uh, there that is. was also demolished. And yeah, now we're getting some sort of fancy condominiums that will have a nice view of the side 
of Super Cow Wind, where they take the <laughs> trucks in the morning. And also, yes. uh, they'll get great whiffs of all the fish, all the fish heads that are thrown, thrown out. out back. Yes. With the fucking... And those trucks, those trucks are fucking loud. <laughs> They're very loud. They're like the loudest trucks ever. Yeah. And they, you know, they have to sit there and idle for a long time. It was, yeah, that would always happen. Like, they idle times a week. I'd wake up at like four in the morning and there'd just be this tr- fucking huge truck idling in the parking lot next door. Yeah. Yep. So I'm sure that they'll be able to still sell those apartments for a 300% markup above of course. <laughs> what the of neighborhood course. is actually worth. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. Um, but yeah, so it's been a long two weeks. Let's see. We're uh, 23 days into the new year. 36 mass shootings into the new year. Yes. Things are going according to plan. Um. Let's see here. The system is working, Lee Michael. That's true. As intended. That's true. Um I would talk I would I would like to talk about George Santos, but I don't know where to start. So we'll maybe come back to that, say that for another time. <laughs> um oh here this was fun before we get into personal the personal anecdote section of the podcast. Okay. Uh, Donald Trump delivered a very moving eulogy at the uh, <laughs> uh, memorial yes, service for Diamond, whatever the fuck, Diamond Jackson, diamonds and pearls. What 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 was their names? Diamond and Silk. The um, ah yes, the uh, duo, the African American duo that were uh, huge Trump supporters, huge conspiracy and COVID vaccine denier misinformation uh, pushers. And uh, Diamond, half of Diamond and Silk, died recently. Um, it's suspected to be from COVID um, because they don't want to say how she died. <laughs> um, but I guess at the service or s- somewhere since then, her sister is claiming that it was actually from the COVID vaccine, which they of were course. very vocal about not getting or supporting. So I don't know how that happened, but, you know, whatever. You gotta, you gotta use her death to push a new conspiracy. So, of course, of it's course, from it's a result of getting the COVID vaccine. Yes, yes. Um, which of course, negative side effects only affect Republicans. That's part of the brilliance of the uh, of Fauci's engineering. Yeah, what's well, the, the nanobots? Uh, right, yeah, the nanobots. Yeah. They have a left bias, uh, <laughs> left leaning <laughs> bias. Um, yeah, the partisan nanobots. Anyways, so Donald Trump uh, delivered a eulogy in which he uh, complained about the length of the of the memorial. Uh, he seemed to forget it was a memorial service and thought it was maybe a rally of his uh, because he <laughs> went into his normal spiel about oh, the election is so rigged and it's so nasty and unfair. Uh, and then talking about um, immigration uh, how people are sending their like mentally ill people into our country, uh, how other countries' prisons are being emptied out and all the criminals are flooding over here, which is a new conspiracy, I guess. Um, a lot of crazy stuff. A lot of crazy stuff. Uh, when, when I was president, gas prices were maybe a dollar, maybe less. Some say much <laughs> less. Okay. Uh, Diamond, she loves she loved buying gas for less than a dollar. Uh, he also, I guess, forgot that he knew Silk. Yes, that was my favorite part. <laughs> is that he says he says something along the lines of that he knew Diamond very well, but he he didn't know Silk, as if she yeah. wasn't standing just off stage. Yeah, yeah. As and it, she also, and the kicker is that when she delivered her part of the eulogy, uh, Silk talked about how uh, they had you know they met with Trump several times, and there is a wealth of photographic evidence. They've met they've met with him like. 10 or 12 times. Yeah, of course. And uh, she was, you know, effusive about how he was a very kind man and he opened up to them and like as though they were uh, his family. Right. And then he's like, I don't know who the fuck this is. (laughs) Which in fairness is how he treats most of his own family. So yeah, exactly. I guess it is true. Yeah. Tiffany can relate. He probably thought that that was the nice black woman who was supposed to bring him the Diet Coke. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mistaken for the help. Yeah. Whoopsie. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hilarious. What a touching moment. Um. Speaking of touching moments, Lee Michael, we've also Ooh. learned 
uh, uh, some new information about the Proud Boys. Oh. I don't know if uh, if this fell under your radar. There was a, a no. very great piece in, of all places, Rolling Stone. Um, yeah, they're trying covering, real hard these days. Yeah, I know. And they're, 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 this particular article was like pretty good. Uh, talking about the most recent set of uh, depositions around January 6th and yeah. people, some of the people getting charged. Right now we have uh, several members of Proud Boys who are currently uh, under the microscope. And uh, as part of the court proceedings, uh, we got to learn what their uh, membership rules are. Mm. The entire handbook has been published. Nice. And it's fucking incredible dude like i mean there's stuff that you expect like they have their certain like battle songs or whatever the fuck and they're like super cringy <laughs> and annoying and terrible is that one of the battle cries absolutely absolutely but the uh my favorite part um you know what i'm just gonna read i'm just gonna read it for you please do because i i actually haven't heard anything about this so okay <laughs> okay This is our religion, reads one rule. Mm. A proud boy may not ejaculate alone more often than once every 30 days. If he needs to ejaculate, it must be within one yard of a woman with her consent. (laughs) The woman may not be a prostitute. The rule also denies an exception for cyber sex with your wife. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm surprised there isn't an amendment... um... Allowing you to ejaculate in the presence of other members. I mean, that's probably one of those unwritten rules, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's unspoken rule. That's the one that they don't put in the handbook. It's just, it's interesting that this, like, hyper-masculine organization is, like, you would think they'd be all about jerking off. You Like, you think they'd, like, that would be just part and parcel of the thing. It's interesting that they've incorporated some of this, like, well, even incels jerk off sometimes. There are like the no fat people or whatever the fuck. Hmm. What what is that? Is that a sub? Yeah, there's a subreddit. Yeah, there's a subreddit. Oh, so no fat. It is a thing, but I think oh, for no them fat. it's fat. I thought you said yeah. no fat. No, no fat. Like no fatties allowed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think they're. <laughs> I'm sure that's I think a subreddit too. Um, and I just I love that it specifies that you have to ejaculate within one yard of a woman. But with her consent. That's, with her consent. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Which is also interesting. It's progressive. That they care about that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they're trying to be considerate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. They're trying to, you know, take down the patriarchy one uh, one fap at a time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I guess. Well, what else is uh, what else is included there? Is that the uh, main? That was the, yeah, that was the main one. The rest of it was just the sort of shit that you would expect. I can see if I can find the the... Rolling Stone article. I'll just stick a screenshot there. But yeah, it's it's a lot of shit that you mm. kind of expect. It, it all feels sort of um, vaguely KKK esque, but mm. like slightly more sanitized. You know? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Well, Robbie, I don't know if you saw this breaking news. We have some breaking news here, but uh, oh, do we? Well, you know, so. Uh, Joe Biden was recently um, in in uh, well he's 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 got his own scandal going on. Oh, yeah, as it appears, I did, for, I did forget about this one. Sorry, just to backtrack oh, real okay. quick back to the Proud Boys. Um, some of the init- initiation rituals. Oh, here we go. Uh, include and this apparently was already known. I had never heard of this one before, uh, but it's. Uh, uh, punching an initiate while he recites brands of breakfast cereal. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hmm. For being woke, I guess. And then there's like, you know, getting, you have to like get a tattoo and mm. shit like that. They want to take their civilization back and rebuild the patriarchy as well. Uh, you know, obvious. Uh, they have a chant that venerates guns, businessmen, and housewives. And there's a passage The holy from, trifecta <laughs> There's a passage uh, from Pat Buchanan's The Death of the West <laughs> Shout out to Pat Buchanan <laughs> Oh, oh man Fascinating Oh my god The, the song is Kind of gay 
That's the title, or it's kind of. <laughs> let's see here. So here are here are the uh, the lyrics. Uh, let's see. It is healthy to sing our anthem at least once a night, but this isn't always possible. Ideally, we seek out venues that have a jukebox with this song available. Jesus Christ. Uh, so let's see. The lyrics are proud of your boy. I'll make you proud of your boy. Believe me, bad as I've been, ma, you're in for a pleasant surprise. Uh, man, is this what is this song? Sounds like it's by Bon Jovi. I, yeah, I mean, I guess it's called "The Proud of Your Boy." Hmm. I don't know, man. Weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the understatement of 2023, right there. <laughs> Wait a minute, is this a creed? Hold on. What is this? Oh, this is just like the more of the specific, like it's like a Cheers thing. So that's where like the housewives and the things come from. Okay, that makes sense. Jesus. Let's see. To the housewives that create human life, shape it, and build the communities in which we live. Mm. Cool. To free speech, the number one amendment. And to our guns, the number two amendment. And everyone's supposed to say, you know, to free speech, to guns. It's uh, unbelievable. I mean, you know, you always assume that it's going to be cringe. Right. Uh, but I do love that these organizations are so clearly just filled with weird nerds. Right. Yeah. But instead of this being about Star Trek and speaking Klingon, <laughs> it's misogyny <laughs> and right. uh, hate speech. <laughs> well, you know, we've all been to a con. <laughs> <laughs> True. These are not mutually exclusive things. <laughs> not all that different from Trekkies. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. Go, uh, go on with your story. Oh, it's okay. It's just some breaking news. Yes. Um, well, you know, Joe Biden's got a little scandal going on. It appears that he too had classified documents in his possession. Um, I'm shocked. Right. Absolutely shocked. My heart is broken. It well, bleeds. Well, here's the break. Here's the breaking man news. Great nation. Go on. Here's the breaking news. Well, so, you know, right wing media has been running stories on this nonstop. It was a non issue when Trump did it. Even though he refused to, uh, you know, return the documents and lied about returning them to the point where his house was raided by the FBI, Joe Biden's cooperating fully with the investigation. Uh, suddenly now, um, a person in Joe Biden's position with classified documents is treason. That's what was suggested on Fox News just the other day, uh, which, you know, crime punishable by death, pretty serious. But it may not be treason after all, Robbie, because it turns Ooh. out uh, former Vice President Mike Pence also has classified documents <laughs> at his home. And suddenly oh my God. Fox News is back to saying it's really not a big deal. And right before we recorded this, uh, I saw a clip of uh, Ted Cruz contradicting himself in real time where he goes from bitching about the story with Biden saying, yeah, you know, we should also search Hunter Biden stuff because he might have been given classified documents by his dad. And then the guy interviewing uh, Ted Cruz, I almost said Ted Bundy. <laughs> that was <laughs> well, a, <laughs> well, you know, um, Ted Cruz is creepier. Um, but the guy interviewing him was like, well, hang on. It turns out, you know, Mike Pence also blah, blah. blah. And uh, he's like, well, as you know, you know, Mike Pence is a great guy, great friend. There's no need to jump to conclusions. It was probably some sort of honest mistake, you know, some sort of clerical error. I'm sure he's going to cooperate. And it's really not an issue or a story. You know, why are we talking about this? Just fascinating. Hell yeah. It's not it's, it's not unexpected. You know, it's just no. cra it's still crazy to see that shit happen. I mean, you and, know, I think uh, the you know. the broader issue here is why the fuck are these people taking these documents home? <laughs> like what the right. fuck? It's clearly not, uh, you know, an issue to just one person. It's clearly a, a more endemic sort of thing. That's true. That's very true. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> enough of enough of that, Robbie. We could go on all day talking about these stupid fucks. I mean, you got uh, fucking again. You got George Santos. Another lie. Uh, he. 
Uh, well, there've been several since last week. There's been a lot. <laughs> so well, many. since two weeks ago. I mean, this guy fucking. Oh, this man. guy fucking cheated a homeless veteran out of GoFundMe money for a life-saving surgery for his dog, resulting in the dog dying and the homeless vet not even being able to afford to cremate his dog. Okay, yes. this guy's a fucking degenerate piece of filth who should be fucked with a rake in a town square somewhere. Um Jesus Christ, start to sound starting to sound like fucking uh <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nick Fuentes over here. <laughs> That's not good. But fuck this guy, dude. I mean, what a scumbag. Yeah, that sucks. He was, he's and fucking horrible. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. There's a former colleague of his saying that he specifically sought out to just get one term in Congress so he'd have health care for the rest of his life and the of pension. Of course. Of course. Um, and the crazy thing is, he's on two fucking committees. And, I know. Like, and and his ju- own party also like doesn't want anything to do with him. Like people are ignoring him and staying away from him as well, which is even like more fucking ironic that he's on these fucking committees. Yeah, but they're not fucking out. Like they're still letting him be there. He's like no, the weird guy at work that you just ignore. Well, yeah, if they had a bigger majority, they might cut him loose just to get rid of one less news story. But with their margins being this slim, they can't afford to lose anybody. And in a special election, they'll lose. And they know that. So they can't get rid of this guy. Yeah, that's true. But it's just, it's crazy. Like, he's really going to fucking come out of this relatively unscathed, all things Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll lose his next election probably, but, I mean, you know, yeah, he comes out on top. It's insane. What a fucking horrible (laughs) fucking piece of shit country. God bless America. There's also uh, good old Tucker Carlson uh, defending uh, cigarette smoking. Which was an interesting. Well, I don't well, know if you Tucker, saw that. Tucker, yeah, there's a few things going on with Tucker Carlson. Uh, one thing was he debated this uh, woke feminist chick who said that men can produce uh, baby formula naturally, and so babies don't need breast milk. And it actually made Tucker Carlson seem reasonable and sane, and that terrified me. Oh that my god, that scares incredible. the shit out of me that I agreed with Tucker Carlson. And was like, yeah, these woke feminists maybe need to shut up. It was scary. <laughs> really scary. Um, t- number two, the cigarette thing. We're going to come back to that. And then number three, this was just, I just saw this today. Uh, there was a big cloud over Turkey that um, many people are saying <laughs> looked like a vagina. Okay. Uh, <laughs> specifically a vulva. The vagina's inside. You don't see the vagina. Okay. <laughs> we know this. We know this. Um, but yeah, it looked like a big pussy. Okay. In the sky. And it was very scary to Tucker Carlson. Uh, he said we should get to the bottom of like what the Turkish people are doing basically <laughs> is the implication. Cause there was a pussy cloud. Yeah. Well, it was scary. I mean, what's next? Fucking big cock in the sky. I mean, big Jesus cock. No, that'd be cool. Scary times. Dicks, we're are, in. dicks are cool. We Michael. Okay. Well, anyways, Tucker Carlson. Um, yeah. Went on a bizarre rant. Uh, last week, maybe a couple days ago, uh, where, um, yeah, he said (laughs) it was an anti THC rant and he said, uh, something along the lines of the government doesn't want you to have cigarettes because nicotine's good for you. Yeah, specifically. (laughs) So this all started because, and the the broader clip is fucking incredible because he's talking with some member of the house. I don't remember who it was, but they are allowing smoking on the premises of the uh, uh, Capitol building again. Yeah, Uh, because and inside too. To yeah, to own the libs. Yeah, Um, which they haven't done for very long. This it was not. It was a bipartisan agreement on that initial ban. But anyway, uh, so they're talking about how it's great that they have uh, smoking back because it's like foundational to America or whatever. And he says (laughs) that uh, THC makes you compliant and it controls your mind. But nicotine frees your mind. And that's why they don't want you to have it because they don't care about your health because they close gyms during COVID. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was what he said. And that's. Insane. Yes, I did. Yes, and he called COVID a disease that kills you when you're fat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of propaganda. Except that it said it doesn't kill people, but it does. Well, yeah, it kills people when it's convenient for them. It it kills people when it kills the right people, 
Yes. Uh, to prove their point. Yes. When the um, script says they need to die. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, when you're when you're a showrunner and you're backed into a corner, you kind of just got to jump the shark and do whatever you can to get out of the corner. And that's yeah, what has got to roll, baby. Um, yeah, it's insane. I, I can't believe that was a real segment on a fucking um, quote unquote news program. I mean, you know, I know for legal he reasons, might, like, entertainment. But yeah, he said basically everything he could short of saying smoking is good for you, actually. And the doctors are lying. Yeah, it's such a weird thing to say. Tucker Carlson is a smoker. He does. Smoke. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. So that. there is, yeah. So there that is makes that. Sense. Huh. That's such a weird fucking thing to say in the year twenty twenty three of our Lord. Apparently, apparently, him and Janine Pirro were smoking buddies when they were on that uh, whatever show they were on together at Fox News. They would more like chain smoking buddies. I mean, yeah. And apparently when they would uh, go out on, on their breaks, they would talk about fun things like how uh, Tucker Carlson doesn't actually really care about the Iraq war. And then he'd come back espousing his love for the Iraq war, mm. uh, you know, fun stuff. And then like she that. would do that. She would do that fun uh, parlor trick where she smokes a cigarette with her pussy. Yeah. It was and pretty blows sweet. The smoke like, out of her asshole. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, those, uh, those Thai women that can shoot ping pong balls out of their vagina. Well, you ain't seen nothing. Oh, Judge Janine Pirro can <laughs> chuck a cigarette through her gaping lunch <laughs> and rapid fire shoot it. I don't know. It started out as like a Janine Pirro impression. And then I don't know. What it wasn't bad. That, I don't know what the bad. fuck that was at the end. Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it kind of became like old man. It went I just I feel like old I'm man. fucking losing my mask of sanity here. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is going on? We got people. Yeah. It's it's 2023 and we have fucking pundits on. Again, it's not news, but people view it as news. And they're saying everything short of cigarettes are good for you. They're saying that same people who closed gyms. I don't think the Surgeon General closed gyms. You know, no, no, <laughs> I don't think they put a surgeon general's warning on the fucking entrance of planet fitness, you know, like Jesus Christ. And it's just such a fucking insane comparison to try to make, you know, I just don't. It's just like they're losing it. They're fucking losing it. Yeah, well, they're, they're running out of stuff to complain about, I think. Yeah. So they need to find, they need to manufacture something. I mean, I didn't think it would get much worse after the uh, fucking tan suit fiasco that they tried with <laughs> Obama. But I mean, this is rock bottom shit. Tucker Carlson saying nicotine frees your mind <laughs> and you should have <laughs> no. access to cigarettes at all times. <laughs> like, holy fuck. I did uh, out of that news story, though, see a great picture of uh, Sean Hannity vaping between <laughs> commercial <God>. breaks. <laughs> Of course he vapes. What a fucking chode. hitting a jewel. What a fucking chode. <laughs> <sighs> These people are idiots. This is the world we live in, folks. Yeah. That it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, speak, speaking of um, America sucks, Robbie, uh, it's a shithole country. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I caught up on a lot of movies. Uh, oh, good. Which I'm going to run through. But it, the funny thing is, this is all last week. Leading up to what I when I thought we were going to record last week, um, with the exception of this movie I'm about to talk about, uh, which is a horror movie uh, called Uncle Sam, uh, which is by William Lustig, Lustig, who did Maniac, Maniac Cop, Maniac Cop Two, etc., bunch of mm-hmm. shit. Written by Larry Cohen, who wrote The Stuff, great satire uh, horror comedy, and also a Return to Salem's Lot, one of the most bizarre things i've ever seen uh and uh it was kind of lame but um it had interesting ideas okay um it's like uh hey what if you could deprogram that kid from rotc that you went to high school (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of at the center of it here uh and also it's uh isaac hayes was in it and that was that was fantastic uh but it's about um this guy uh, named Sam, he's an he's also an uncle. Go figure. And the movie opens with him being killed by friendly fire in the Gulf during the Gulf War. 
and uh, he is undead and he kills like he comes back as a zombie and kills the rest of the platoon or whatever. Uh, and then he is sent away and then the story picks up with his uh, not so grieving wife, his sister-in-law and his nephew, Jody, who is, um, yeah, just like a Nazi boy waiting to happen. He's got this like insane hard on for the military and these militaristic views. He criticizes his teacher for not having been drafted during Vietnam. <laughs> he only plays with like small soldier toys and reads war comics. And uh, he's already, he's like 10 or 11 or whatever. And he's already trying to decide like what branch he's going to go into. And he's like, can't wait to kill people and be a hero and all this. Uh, just, you know, been fed propaganda this whole time about how right, awesome right. war is. Isaac Hayes plays uh, this old crusty general type who's like um, lost his uh, like, I don't know, doesn't really give a shit about America or American values anymore. And anyways, uh, Uncle Sam comes back as a zombie on the 4th of July to kill people who aren't patriotic enough. Hell yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, he's blown up with a cannonball, uh, which is <laughs> one of the best things. Uh, there's also there's two like great scenes in this movie. And then the rest was kind of a slog to get through. But there is a scene where there's a peeping Tom dressed as uh, Uncle Sam on stilts. And that's where Uncle Sam gets his <laughs> Uncle Sam costume from. And okay. he's using his stilts to spy on this uh, woman undressing in her room. And then he awkwardly runs away. And then um, actually, I guess there's three great scenes. There's a scene where the uh, teacher who is like a pussy for not being in the war or whatever, he's dressed as Abe Lincoln and he's got to go get a hatchet from a classroom uh, to, I guess, for George Washington to cut down the cherry tree or something. And so he goes and then Uncle Sam is waiting for him and kills him with the hatchet. And so you see Uncle Sam's... Uh, pick up the hatchet and kind of walk towards him. Then it cuts outside and someone's like, where'd Mr. So-and-so go? And he goes, he went to get the ax. And then it cuts back to him with the ax in his face and his head. <laughs> Pretty good. nice. Uh, and then, and then um, there's, for some reason, it's just like randomly thrown in there. There's this blind kid who's horribly scarred. And I guess uh, the previous 4th of July, he got blown up with fireworks <laughs> and uh, uncle Sam, uh, touches him and is like, don't worry. I, I know who you are and you're Jody's friend and it's, I'm going to take care of all the bad people for you. And then, uh, he, he's like that man that's dressed like uncle Sam touched me. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, he gets blown up by a cannonball at the end. And then Jody, oh, yeah. Jody, uh, uh, is deprogrammed and is not a fucking diehard, you know, right. America's not sick of fan anymore. So that's cool. Nice. Um, Yeah. It's all right. Um, it'd probably be fine to just like have on in the background at a Fourth of July party, like right. you know, you you want to actually sit down and watch a Fourth of July movie like Jaws. This one, and yeah, just put it on while you're like going in and out of the house to grab the food to cook out or whatever. Um, but aside from that, uh, watched a lot of movies. Some of them you have seen as well. Oh, and uh, let's see. Let me pull up my little my little diary here. Well, yeah, let's just uh, get right into the, into all this. <laughs> okay, well, well, Robbie. Uh, last last week we had um Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, Rodeo Cinema did a marathon of Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three in three D, which is fucking awesome, nice. and Part Six, Jason Lives. Uh, I wasn't able to go, <laughs> but I really wanted to watch a Friday the 13th movie. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll put on one that I've only seen like one other time and that Madeline has never seen. And that movie was Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. Um, <laughs> and the only two things I remembered about the movie is that part of it takes place on a ship and kind of reminded me of like Dracula. <laughs> There's that <laughs> whole passage where he's on a ship. And then there's a thing where he he uppercuts a guy so hard he punches his head off and it goes yes. over the building into a dumpster. So yes. I was thinking like, oh, yeah, it's maybe it's like this underrated kind of campy thing with like 
allusions to other horror classics. Oh, oh, you poor, poor soul. And it might be one of the worst movies ever I've ever seen in my life. It's it's real bad. It's really bad. Um, so in spite of the, the movie uh, being called Jason Takes Manhattan, they're in Manhattan for 15 minutes at the very end of the it movie. It should be called Jason Takes Jason's His on a Time going <laughs> Jason to Manhattan takes his time. for a bit. Jason Takes His Time on a boat Yeah, and only kills like two people on the boat. That's the other thing. A lot of people die on the boat and very few of them are because of Jason. Uh, yeah. There's like a whole group of kids that just drown. That's the other thing. So let me get this. Let me get this right. They leave from Camp Crystal Lake on a cruise ship in a lake, which is in New Jersey. <laughs> and then they sail <laughs> around the world <laughs> to Manhattan on i don't know it the geography didn't really make sense there's one part where they're like very clearly supposed to be in the middle of the ocean during yeah the just in the middle storm. of nowhere it's like shouldn't you just be like right by the harbor i mean like what do you think? and i have like a memory of like part of it toward the beginning of the movie almost looking like it's alaska or something like it, it's so like the geography didn't or the yeah, topography didn't like make any sense it's very strange um Maybe because they filmed in Canada. I don't know. That's yeah, that's probably what happened. There. There's yeah, maybe there's maybe like a Toronto bit of like, like tundra in the background. That was supposed <laughs> to be there. Yeah, it was a fucking polar bear, which is weird. Yeah, um, it is it is one of the most boring things I've ever watched. And what happened was I was pre- I was a little drunk and I wanted to watch, you know, a Friday the 13th movie. And uh, it starts out. It's like fine. You know, it's like any other one. It's like, OK, you know see these kills and then it gets going and it was like you know i had to work the next morning so we're already like 30 minutes in it's already a little late and it's like i'm not gonna stop it and start another one on you know like it can't be that bad and um yeah madeline was like all but begging me to turn it off (laughs) like we kept waiting for it to end she would be like how much longer is left i'd be like i think there's only like five minutes left uh no no. no, it just keeps no. going uh, for some reason, uh, like the main character ends up in an alley and these guys drug her <laughs> while she's running from Jason. That's <laughs> insane. And then Jason saves her and then continues chasing her to kill her. I don't really understand that. Yeah. I don't know, um, and then the most baffling thing is uh, she keeps having these weird visions of like baby Jason who keeps warning her about stuff. Or, or like asking for help or something. Mm, I forgot about that. And then at the end of the movie, how they defeat Jason is they lure him into a sewer, uh, which I guess in the like every night at midnight, they flood the sewers with toxic waste is what happens in the movie. Like they say that in the movie, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And so they lure him in at midnight when it gets flooded with toxic waste. And when the toxic waste washes over him, it reverts him back to an innocent child who then disappears. <laughs> like what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking horrible. I couldn't believe it. Um, biggest piece of shit I've seen in fucking years. Yeah. I, I hated it. Yeah. It's very um, and it sucks because the reason it, it's so lame is because there was virtually no budget for it. They had, um, they had originally planned, for you know most of the movie to be in new york there was a scene where jason was gonna bust into the fucking a broadway theater and just start hacking people up that would have been epic and then yeah i mean he, setting a jason movie in new york is like ripe for some really fucking great shit yeah and there is uh aesthetic aesthetically i think it's a really cool shot there's a scene of him um it's one of those jason movies where he's like perpetually wet and slimy which is really yeah. good at least the Jason design's good. Uh, but there's a really cool shot where he's just kind of wandering through Times Square and he's all wet and slimy and his shoes are squeaking and he's got his machete and people are just kind of like, what the fuck? It just looks really cool. It's like, yeah, I mean, more, sh- more shit like that where it's like apathetic or angry New Yorkers just reacting to Jason. It, yeah. It's like great. Like there's, there's exactly. a whole, a whole bunch of little funny gold things. Mine. How do you fuck that up? Yeah. Um, and then I guess there was also going to be some some big uh, set piece at the Statue of Liberty with Jason. Uh, I mean, this could have been great stuff, but no, all they could afford was a 
a set of a boat and then uh, exterior shots in Canada doubling as New York. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, so yeah, biggest piece of shit ever. Um, pretty disappointing. Uh, I watched a little movie, Robbie, called um, Barbarian. Mm, I meant to watch that too. So we could talk about it and I forgot. <laughs> That's okay. Well, uh, I actually don't want to spoil anything about this movie. Um, so I'm not going to say much. All I'm going to say is that, uh, there's, there's a scene and there's a scene involving breastfeeding that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Um, (laughs) okay. Uh, it's, it's very funny. It's actually pretty genuinely creepy. There's some really good scares in it. Uh, a couple of good jump scares. One of them's like a funny jump scare. And uh, it's it's a really interesting movie. It's structured where it's like. Um, it, it almost feels like an anthology movie. Each act is almost a different story, but they they all converge at a certain point mm-hmm. um, with wildly different characters. And um, the thing, the great thing is, unlike an anthology movie where there's like, you know, certain stories that are really great and other ones you just kind of have to sit through. This one, every sort of story is equally great and compelling. And like I said, there's a lot of humor, a lot of good scares. Uh, The camera work is really, really cool. Um, The cinematography is great. Awesome lighting. There's a lot of shots where um, people are like peering through doorways and the way they illuminate certain things and then keep other things in the dark is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Great shit. Great fucking horror movie. Uh, it's on HBO oh, yeah. Max. If you want a fun little horror romp that'll uh, disgust you and also make you laugh. And it's kind of like Evil Dead meets. Yeah, like uh, I mean, it's a little darker than like a creep show or something. You know, it's not as silly, even though it's funny. Um, but yeah, it's just a great time. Really yeah. solid movie. Strong recommend. I think I gave it like four stars on uh, Letterboxd. Uh, I'll definitely be be watching that again. Uh, and then I watched a, a little movie that you already talked about uh, and have seen called The Banshees of Inishirin. Mm, yes. Um, which I don't know enough about the uh, Irish Civil War to really <laughs> talk about that much. Uh, hilarious movie. Um, very tragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting ending. <laughs> Um, and I want a, uh, I want a cute, adorable pet donkey now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Apparently the, the, uh, the story goes that the donkey was not originally going to feature as heavily in the movie, but the, the donkey actor that they (laughs) had, uh, Martin McDonough just like fell in love with and was like, we're putting her in the movie. (laughs) That is the cutest fucking like animal i've seen in a movie yeah since like yeah. Babe. Uh, Ro- i mean i think rosie was her name uh maybe the the actor's name yeah yeah i think that's like was like the donkey's name was rosie as, as i recall uh no she had a what was her name no not in the movie like oh real, oh the the, the, act, I, I, yeah. the donkey yeah, don't, actor yeah. yes the, the donkey actor <laughs> well she was fucking great dude yeah, <laughs> she why was would, great uh, the Oscars just came out and she was not nominated and that's upsetting. Unbelievable. Uh, she fucking great animal performance. Yeah. Um, Indeed. Brendan Gleeson's dog also quite good. Yeah. Some great animals in that movie. Yeah. So many great animals in the movie. Barry, Barry Kilgan is fantastic. That's <laughs> probably one of my favorite roles of his. Um, he might be the creepiest living human. But very possibly. He is very so possibly. uncomfortable in every scene. Of every movie he's in, dude. He's, <laughs> he is fucking um, creepy as fuck in um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. And uh, also as the Joker. Um, but hey, it comes with the face, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> he comes by it naturally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then I watched a, a little movie called The Menu, which I believe you also watched. Yes, yes, I did. Let's talk about The Menu. Let's do it. I thoroughly enjoyed The Menu. We'll just put that up front mm-hmm. thought it was quite fun uh what about you did, did you like it did you hate it where where are we at here um i liked it a lot it was the um 
spiritual sequel to Willy Wonka. I didn't know I needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. There's some there's some Willy Wonka vibes there for sure. Without without really spoiling it, it's to describe the menu. It's like if um, Gordon Ramsay just got really fed up and was like turning to Willy Wonka, where he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna have these fucking blokes come to my restaurant and." <laughs> Whoever Didn't realize he was whoever, Australian. Yeah, I don't know. Whoever eats the food the best. Hey, rise me, yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah, gonna come down to my restaurant. Yeah, yeah. gonna make you <laughs> whatever. Really, the- some shrimp on me, Bobby. Yeah. It's me, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> come on down. We'll have some meccas. Yeah, punch a few dots. Yeah. You can win. Uh, you can win, you can win. Uh, win a chance to have darts with Gordon Ramsay on a <laughs> maze. Oh um, man! Yeah, no, I I don't know, dude. My it's the the accents are off today. All right, it's don't all good. Add, don't gotcha. But it's like if Gordon Ramsay just got sick of uh, everyone's shit and was like, "Hey, uh, come to my private restaurant. And I'm going to cook you food," uh, and then he punished everybody for different reasons. Yes. Indeed, it was uh, a much better version of social commentary than I've seen in a movie in a little while. Which that is knives good. out. Still, you like, can you say know. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, knives out was probably the most recent one. But well, you know, that's the other thing. It's weirdly exactly like knives out. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same general criticism, but directed in this case specifically at like the the pretentious, obnoxious foodie world. Right. Uh, which I will say, I feel like if you. If you're if you're a foodie like me, uh, or such as yourself, like if you're just a person who's like really into food, then I feel like there's also like an extra little bit of joy, yeah, there because yeah. you kind of feel like you're in on the joke a little bit, right? Yeah, if you're not, yeah, if you're not a douchebag about food but you enjoy it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, but it even like it has the same ending as Knives Out. It also takes place yeah, on a much. private remote island That's with a COVID movie, and it's a COVID movie. Yeah, that acknowledges COVID. Wait, did it? No, don't remember. No, I I was thinking knives out. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird. The the uh, parallels and similarities are very very strange, considering uh, they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> yes, otherwise, <laughs> but they're the same fucking movie. Yes, uh, but I did enjoy the menu a little bit more. Um, I loved. Um. One thing that's, yeah, I don't want to like spoil this whole movie either. But one thing is I kept waiting for it to be about cannibals and it wasn't. I did too. And that was I nice. did too. That's that's what I thought maybe the initial twist was going to be. And then I was pleasantly surprised when it was not that. The second it started and it's like, oh, we're going to this island to eat this, you know, expensive food. And it's all these rich people. Madeline was like, is this like a horror movie? I was like, yeah, it's like a thriller she's like oh are they gonna be cannibals it's like i don't know maybe and then i thought well maybe the people that are going see first it was oh they're all going and everyone except the two main characters nicholas holt and um under taylor joy yes everyone except them are gonna be cannibals and then it was then the thought process was oh no they're not cannibals but they're gonna be fed human meat uh, and then none of that happened. And that was a pleasant no, not surprise. Yeah. 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 Um, it did doles out information in small chunks throughout the movie. It's paced really well. Yeah. Uh, and another, another weird thing, considering there's no cannibals involved is uh, Ray finds his character, the, I guess, an antagonist. Um, he, uh, he has like strong Hannibal Lecter vibes. He does. Um, which was great. Uh, it was like a great channeling of just like a proper, uh, evil gentleman, I guess. Um, yeah. Like it a was very a really, brilliant man. Yeah. Yeah. A really great performance from Ray Fiennes, which is kind of like no shit, but I feel like it's one of his better that I've seen in a while. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Um, yeah. All around just very solid, enjoyable movie. Great to watch. Uh, if you like food. <laughs> <laughs> or even not there there's something for everybody yeah. Lee michael that's right that's right 
but there's no cute donkeys. So I had to there take are a, no cute I donkeys. had to take a star away cuz it didn't have cute donkeys. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um basically just like you know, whatever whatever I think of the movie, if it doesn't have a cute donkey going forward, I'm going to remove a star. Yeah, yeah, you got to knock it down a few pegs. We need more yeah. cute donkeys in film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Uncle Sam got knocked down two pegs cuz it didn't have a cute donkey and it was boring as fuck. Um, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So there's that. Um, great shit. Uh, well, Robbie, the, uh, the Oscars are drawing near, um, They are, and, uh, as such nominations have been announced, um, fuck the bat, fuck the Academy, uh, <laughs> snubbing the Batman on, uh, cinematography. Yeah. That's, that's too bad. I mean, are you kidding me? I didn't even see the, I didn't even see the other nominations. Um, I'm going to Google that right now for, for cinematography. Um, of course, best cinematography. Let's see what we got. Probably some bullshit. I mean, it not, not anything better than the Batman. What's in there? Well, I'm pulling it up. Oh, I thought you had it up. No, I said I had to pull it up. All right. Well, let's just go. This is just the whole kit and caboodle. I guess we'll just kind of go through this and react. All right. So, um, for best actor in a leading role, we have Austin Butler for Elvis. Uh, sure. I mean, like if you change your voice for the rest of your life, <laughs> just give it to him. <laughs> I mean, this guy only talks like Elvis now. And he's like, like oh, damage my vocal cords, baby. It's like, no, you didn't. You're just yeah, fucking, shut the fuck up. You're just a douchebag. Uh, Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inishirin. No. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Uh, Paul Mezcal for After Sun, which is a movie I've been really wanting to see. And Bill Nye for A Living. Cool. Haven't heard of it. Right on. It'll probably go to Brendan Fraser yeah. because he's having a comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good for him, I guess. Actor in a supporting role. Uh, we've got Brendan Gleeson for Banshees. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, or just Causeway, I guess. Uh, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan for Banshees, and uh, Kai Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's who's getting it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. My boy. He deserves it. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah. That's um, definitely who's getting it. For actress in a leading role, Kate Blanchett for Tar. Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. again, <laughs> which I really want to see Tar. Um, I do too. I really do want to see Tar. It looks fucking great. Anna de Armas is blonde. Nope. <laughs> Andrea Riseborough. I didn't even know she was in a movie this year. Uh, Neither did I. Hugh Leslie. Never heard of it. Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. And Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Probably Michelle Yeoh. Hopefully. Actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Interesting. Didn't she die like 20 minutes into that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, spoilers for Black Panther. Hong <laughs> um, Chow for The Whale. Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inisherin. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Stephanie Zhu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Wow. It's either going to be Stephanie Zhu or Carrie Condon. Yeah, stacked as fuck. Animated feature film, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, which is apparently like really fucking good. Yeah, that's what I understand is that's very good. I mean, the animation looks great. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, the Sea Beast and Turning Red. Yeah, it'll probably be Puss in Boots. All right, here we go. Cinematography. All right. All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay, that's fair. Well, that's pretty good. So you see that. <laughs> uh, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. Got nothing. Never heard of that one. Elvis. Get the fuck out of here. What? A Boz Lerman movie? Yeah. That shit's fucking ugly as hell. Empire of Light. Roger Deakins. Okay. Roger. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I haven't heard of that one, but I'm sure and, it's incredible. And Tar. Okay. Interesting. Know the Batman. Interesting. Know the Batman. Know the Batman. Uh, costume design. Uh, Babylon. Cool. I haven't seen that. I didn't, I haven't uh, seen apparently that. it sucks, but it has good costumes. Well, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. 
Oh, yeah. Elvis, everything, everywhere, all at once. And Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I mean, is it costume design if you're just wearing someone's clothes? Like a celebrity's clothes. Yeah, that's I mean, the I question. Know. I could I could potentially see Wakanda forever stealing that one. I mean, yeah, the first Black Panther one for costume design, rightfully so. Um yeah, right. like, I could see him sticking that one. Uh documentary feature film. Uh look, we haven't heard of any of these. Who cares? Yeah, fucking, documentary yeah. short, that's lame. Film editing. Banshees of Inishiran, Elvis, everything, everywhere, all at once, tar and Excuse me, sorry, I just lost interest. Uh, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> uh, international feature film, All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, nineteen eighty-five. Close. Yo, uh, maybe EO. I don't know. And the Quiet Girl. Makeup and hairstyling. All Quiet on the Western Front. The Batman. It's pretty okay. good. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. Okay, valid. Uh, music, All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees of Inishirin, Everything, and The Fablemans. Uh, music, original song. Um, applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Uh, okay. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. I didn't know that Lady Gaga did a song for Top Gun Maverick. Neither did I. Oh, haven't you seen the movie? I I have. Oh. <laughs> is there a memorable song in the movie? No, there is not. Oh, well. Uh, Lift Me Up from Black Panther. Not Too, Not Too from RRR. And This Is Life Ooh. from Everything, Everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Black Panther on that one, but it might be RRR. That might be their nod. What do you mean? I feel like they'll want to do something for RRR. Oh, it was like right. kind of blew up. So I could see that being their nod to that movie. Yeah, like there, hit. see, we, we did something. Yeah, it's trending. All right, uh, here we go. Big, big heavy hitters here. Best picture. Mm. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water. What? That's like insulting. <laughs> that those, that, that, that. Whatever the else is on here, that's probably the worst movie, unless I guess Wakanda Forever is on there. I'm sorry. Avatar The Way of Water? Didn't that get like yeah. fucking mediocre ass reviews? Yeah, well, you know, it turns out, by the way, I don't think I mentioned this in my review of The Way of Water. Did I did I say what The Way of Water actually was? It's The Way of Water. It's holding your breath, Lee Michael. That's The Way of Water. Oh, you hold your breath to go in the water? Is yeah. it, did they learn how to hold their breath like for insane amounts of time? Yeah. <laughs> Does the fucking psychic whale teach them? Because I know there's a no, psychic the, whale. No, there are psychic whales. Uh, no, the, <laughs> no, just the other, the other Navi. Oh, the water, them. the water people. They, they, they say that it's like, oh, well, you're not, never going to be able to learn our ways because you weren't taught from the time that you were wee babes and couldn't even speak. And then they spend five minutes on holding your breath, then they know the way of water. The telepathic whales come in later. It's about 45 minutes after that. Which is about, what, the first? No, actually, you don't even, I mean, you meet one of the telepathic whales, but you don't know that the whales are telepathic for like a fucking hour and a half. Let's move on before I fucking rip my eyes out of my sockets <laughs> and throw them in the trash. <laughs> I don't need him anymore. Fucking cinema's <laughs> peaked. Uh, this fucking... We just spent 15 years fucking writing the next Avatar movie. It's a. It's called The Way of Water. The secret is to hold your breath in the water. Get the fuck out of here, you <laughs> dumb cunt. James Cameron, you fucking bastard. Piece of shit scumbag. Uh, what's next? What's fuck next on the man. list after, after Way of Water? Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, the Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. Look, I, I'm, I get Top Gun Maverick looks cool, but really, it's not that good. I mean, like it's a fun movie, but it's not like it's this amazing piece of cinema. Yeah. All right. I don't even want to read the rest. 
<laughs> okay, the Batman nominated for best sound and best visual effects. Wakanda Forever best visual effects. I don't know. Is it better than the first one? I don't know. It's not better than I Avatar. Well, a few things are. <laughs> um, adapted screenplay. Here we go. All Quiet on the Western Front. Glass Onion. A Knives Out Mystery. Living. Oh, that Glass Onion. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Top Gun Maverick and Women Talking. Well, it turns out a lot of people don't know that Glass Onion is like a loose remake of another movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is, uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? It's, uh, oh, God, I can't think of the name, but it's like, obviously, it's another whodunit, but yeah, it's a loose adaptation of that. And uh, Best Original Screenplay, Banshees of Inishir and Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fableman's Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Cool. And that concludes the nominations for Best Picture. Oh, man. Lee Michael, I made a big mistake the other day. I watched the first episode of Velma. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, All right. Let's talk about Velma. Uh, It sucks. I, you know, I don't think that's a particularly controversial opinion. I don't know if it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's actually bad in the way that a lot of like, modern TV and movies are bad, but I think it has, instead of only having like one or two of those problems, it has all of them at once. Mm. Uh, And so it feels worse than it actually is, but really it doesn't feel any worse to me than like the fucking dregs of bullshit that Netflix puts out or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's just, I think it can be summed up by a line that happens at the very beginning of the first episode, which is that Daphne says the phrase, well, as an Asian woman, and then it gives her opinion on something. Uh, uh 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 And I find it interesting that Daphne specifically has to explicitly say that she's Asian in this adaptation. Daphne's Asian. Oh, she is. Yeah. She's supposed to be Asian, but she doesn't really, don't be like racist. all the other characters with the with the races that are swapped, uh-huh. it's like obvious. Like Shaggy is black, and right. uh, Velma looks kind of like Mindy Kaling, so she has the like Southeast Asian thing going on. Yeah. Um, but Daphne doesn't look like any distinct race. I think probably because if they actually drew her to look Asian, it probably looked really racist, yeah. <laughs> so they couldn't do it. <laughs> and oh, so yeah. they decided she to have her. This looks like Daphne. But yeah, modernized. but she but she's Asian, I guess. And they just like it just like isn't funny. That's the other thing. Like there there are a bunch of attempts at humor, but it's just people saying like Twitter woke speech stuff. Um, and it really seems like they hate television. Like whoever wrote the show. Because they just go through great pains to talk about all of these television tropes and all but say the names of the shows they're talking about mm. and just shit on them nice. constantly. But the only way that they shit on them is just by saying, oh, you know, this trope. And then they go into great detail about the trope, but then they don't actually say anything about it other than, and that's uh, bad because it's racist or whatever. But uh-huh. there's no like commentary. I see. I see. You know? So it's just, it's just like, it just, the whole thing feels like just a series of talking points. Oof. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's about time the rest of the world got on, uh, the page I've been on for a long time now, which is that, uh, Mindy Kaling isn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're there now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, because everybody rage watched it. Uh, it got renewed for a second season. So um, it has a 1.4, sorry, 1.3 rating on IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. And I'm sure a decent amount of that is review bombing because like there's the typical rate racist, awful vitriol right. coming out of this show too. Of course. And it's like, you know, I mean, who really gives a shit about like 
switching the race of characters. Like, you know, I don't give a shit about any of that, but it's just like the show doesn't have any fucking reason. Well, it's the fact, it's the fact that they, it's the fact that they like did it to like piss those people off, you know? There's no, there's no reason to do it and then make a, a big thing about it to be like, well, look at me, because I'm Asian. There's no reason to do that. You know, it's different if it's like a live action movie and you cast the right person for the part and it doesn't matter. It's like Yeah, also Fred like, might be gay. I think he's always they, I been guess, gay. Let's I guess be they real. like I guess they like hint at that at some point later in the series or well, that's whatever. That's the least and, shocking thing. I mean Yeah. And it's like Shaggy is just like a dude. He isn't like cowardly. Like the it's they like fundamentally changing the characters and stuff like that too, which also begs the question of why is this Scooby Doo? Like it's obviously yeah. because that's the only way the show would get made. They had to use an existing IP. Right. But the, surely there there would be something else that you could use if you're gonna like fundamentally change the premise of the show so heavily like scooby isn't even in the the series because they you know didn't want to be i've seen two reasons for this one because they're trying to make it edgy and adult and so they didn't want a talking dog uh would you know fucking tell that to bojack horseman or two that Warner Brothers said they weren't allowed to use Scooby Doo because they didn't want it to <laughs> sully the property. Of course, yeah. So I don't know which one is real. Or three, Scooby Doo the dog is racist and didn't want to hang out with the <laughs> African American Shaggy anymore. Um, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, I never really, like I said, I never really gave a shit about Scooby Doo, anyways. But it is just weird. It's just a weird thing to do. Not, not like changing the race of the characters, but just making the show in general, give making like a CW style cartoon. Like who's it for? Cause it's like an R rated cartoon. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. But it's, it's like, like even is, but the it's like Gen Z humor. It's like teenage. It, yeah, TikTok that, it humor. Like, yeah. It doesn't justify its own existence. It's not clear who it's for. They should have, they should have gave this fucking um, format a test run with like the Hardy boys or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but make him uh i don't know what's a race that we haven't used yet inuit let's lithuanian make <laughs> <laughs> let's turn fred let's turn fred uh into he's, like he's, a 65 year old lithuanian man no uh, you know what no let's make him armenian let's make Perfect. fred armenian yeah his dad uh, his dad's a he'll jeweler be, and yeah he'll be Bronx. 300 pounds and he'll have a beard and you'll constantly he'll go smell on. Like curry. He'll go on to. Uh, oh, dude, no, this this is perfect. Yeah, it'll, it'll be Fred. He'll be a, an overweight Armenian, and he'll go on to represent OJ Simpson <laughs> in a court hearing. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, uh, it's like it's like poetry, Robbie. It's, yeah. It sucks. I've often said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then I cleansed my palate with The Last of Us, and that and show's I, pretty good. And I clenched so my that was good. butthole and carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and I march onward into the dark uncertainty yep. of night. All right, well, I think that's about all we need to say here this week. Um, do you have anything to add, Robbie? Uh, go watch The Last of Us on HBO. It's pretty good. Is it pretty good for like a video game thing or is it pretty good? No, it's genuinely very good. Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll watch it. Just got to rewatch no, Breaking won't. Bad first. <laughs> <laughs> I just got 800 4K movies languishing on a shelf. But uh, Indeed. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for joining me, Robbie. If you like this and you want to hear more, you can tune in same time next week, wherever you just heard us.